Welcome to Across the Street, your one-stop shop for all things inpatient medicine at the Durham VA, from faculty and staff who know it and love it just as much as you do. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with Dr. Kenneth Lyles, who has been overly modest in his introduction of himself, but I'm going to tell you what I know about him anyway. He is a geriatrician and endocrinologist who's been in Durham for 42 of the last 44 years. He loves teaching in the clinic and at the bedside, and I can personally attest to that because he was one of my very favorite attendings when I was a VA jar back in the day. He loves seeing patients specifically with metabolic bone diseases and developing clinical trials based on what he observes. Dr. Lyles, thank you so much for being with me today. Laura, thank you. I have to tease you a tiny bit and say how much I appreciate this. February 19th, 2021, I will begin my 44th year of working for the VA. It is something I'm incredibly proud of. They have supported my training, my research, and they pay me a little bit. I just feel incredibly well treated and delighted to be able to care for veterans, do research, and one of my true loves is seeing patients when they're inpatients and also on the boards. Is we set up this podcast and we're doing it today on the 11th of November, 2020. And today is Veterans Day because at 11 a.m. the First World War was stopped. It is so important that in America we honor the people that make us possible to have incredible freedoms. The other important thing is there is a marquee in front of the main interests of our VA, and it has a very poignant message. It says, the price of freedom is visible key. Thank you for acknowledging Veterans Day. Today, we're going to talk about the hand exam, specifically in the context of its use in the inpatient setting. One of the things that I learned from Dr. Lyles when I was a VA jar was that the hand is sort of a window to the soul in the same way that the eyes are, and it's a piece of the exam that we often overlook. And so Dr. Lyles, as a resident expert in it, is going to tell us a little bit today about why he does that and what it's done for him. We're going to try and prove to everybody listening that the hand exam in particular is useful for two things. It can be used as a diagnostic tool, and it can also be used to improve rapport. Dr. Lyles, can you tell us specifically what you do with the patient's hands when you first meet them? Sure, absolutely. When I walk into the room, I'm introduced, and I always tell people I'm a staff physician, but as I'm doing that, I take their hand. I begin to look at the hand, and I'm talking to the person. I'm looking, and I usually ask them, keep me straight, because I think I can tell you what you've done for a living. Most people are right-handed. So usually the right hand may have more calluses on it, may have more scratches. But one of the things I love to find is someone who's either been a carpenter, a brick mason, or a butcher. Other useful clues, if the left arm is more sunburned than the right, go ahead and take a gamble that the person is a truck driver, okay? You put your arm out the window. My late father-in-law always had a much browner left arm than right arm because he drove trucks. Finally, if someone will catch me and ask to see my hand, if you observe it very closely, I've got a number of scars on my finger that occurred because I did sheet metal work in high school and first year of college. 
you bring up excellent points about how you can learn a lot about a person's social history just based on what their hands look like and where, where they've been and what they've done. One thing I'd love to add is the veteran population in particular, their hand exam can tell you a lot about the service that they've done. One patient in particular I remember from a few years ago was missing his second and third digits and the only reason I noticed is because I was doing a thorough hand exam, as Dr. Lyles had taught me, and I asked him how he had lost those fingers, and he told me that in Vietnam, he worked in ammunitions, and there was an accident, and that was how he lost those fingers, and so that gave us a window into talking about the service that he had done and the time that he had spent in Vietnam, and I learned a lot about him personally and also about that time period in history. Dr. Lyles, have you ever learned something about someone's service after examining their hand? I certainly have. And traditional bone density measurements of the spine and the hip. It's a little extra work to do the forearm. However, I'd read a lot of bone densities from our veterans, and they have a great deal of change in their lumbar spine from all the trauma. These people have been jumping out of airplanes, jumping in or out of foxholes, carrying 70-pound packs, and therefore, they're much more exposed to osteoarthritis. Now, the reason we added a forearm is many times when you see the bone density in the spine, you cannot give an accurate reading because there are calcific changes in the vertebra or in the aorta that falsely elevated. And in bone density, you're looking for the lowest density. It may help you to look at the hands for the nodes. So there are lots of clues that can come from that. From an expert endocrinologist, we're going to hear now a little bit about how the hand exam can tell us something about a patient's medical history. VA and Duke House staff are way above average, okay? And I seldom pick up things that they don't already know, but there's some other clues that may help you understand a person's illness. Now, let's talk about a few of those. Remember, all I do is metabolic bone disease. And at one time in the past, I knew a little bit about endocrinology. Okay. <laughs> so if you look at metabolic bone disease, a lot of people confuse osteoarthritis with osteoporosis. And one of the really neat clues is to look at someone's hand now, you can easily pick up Heberden's nodes, which are on the finger. You can have Bouchard's nodes. They end up deforming the hand, but by and large, they really don't end up impairing function. Well, what are some of the other things you may find in a hand? A Dupuytren's contracture occurs. I have a small one in my right hand. That's a fibrous bunch of tissue you find just under the skin on the palmar surface of both hands. It can cause a contraction of the finger. Dupuytren's contractures occur mostly in people from Northern European extraction. It is associated with diabetes, alcohol, and smoking. It may not be a problem at all. If it's a real problem, hand surgeons release it, but it can be a clue you need to ask diabetes, smoking, alcohol use, that people in your family have, okay? Now, another thing you love to pick up if you're an old attending, is the disease acromegaly. Now, remember, that's an insidious disease that's caused by too much growth hormone. And what will happen is the person develops a prognathic jaw. There may be spaces between their teeth. And when you come to the hand exam, they may have carpal tunnel syndrome. 
and the hand will feel massy, fleshy, and fat. And you look at the face and you say, boy, those are awfully prominent features. And could I see a driver's license from 20 years ago? And you'll look at that and say, holy camoly, the person has acromegaly and you'll make the diagnosis. The other pearl to put with this is remember acromegaly is the pituitary tumor that can most be associated with apoplexy, meaning you can bleed into it. There were two veterans in my checkered career that I've seen who went blind when they bled into the tumor from in their pituitary from acromegaly, okay? And wow. that's just worth knowing, but you may get a clue looking at the hand, all right? Now let's talk about a couple of other things. Hypothyroidism, okay? What you may see there is the skin may have a sallow yellow color, may be thick and puffy, okay? A little bit scaly, all right? But one of the fun things, when you see that, you want to go to the triceps of the brachioradialis muscle and tap the reflexes. You don't care how fast they recoil. What will give you an out-of-the-body experience is when you pick up a slow release of the relaxation time, okay? Four or five years ago, we had a man from Durham. He was in his 90s. He had mild cognitive impairment. He hadn't come for his VA appointment. He hadn't taken his Synthroid for a year. He had the most hung reflex you've ever seen. And because Dave Simel is a very good friend of mine and Dave Simel is a junkie for great physical findings, a lot of people stopped by this gentleman's room and tapped his reflex. But you, let me tell you something, you won't see it. You have to touch the arm with your finger on the tendon to feel it relax. Okay. Another disease that an old endocrinologist likes to pick up is hyperthyroidism. If you've never seen a patient with Graves' disease, their skin will drive the people who make oil of Olay crazy because it is the most beautiful skin. Even a man can have soft, velvety, slightly moist skin, okay? You look into their eyes and you may see that the eyes are more prominent. They may have a bit of a stare, but also what you can see is separation of the nail from the nail bed called onycholysis. Now there's another story about that. Bart Haynes was chair of medicine and had chief rounds. As you know, Bart Haynes is a phenomenal physician. He can give you a differential for almost all diseases. We had a man who was a car mechanic and his hands were pretty badly stained because of all the oil and grease. And for heart issues, he had to be admitted to our service at the VA. Well, the work team decided to take him over to Chiefs Conference, but not tell Bart the guy had Graves' disease, but he had abnormal nails and he had quite a stare. And in this case, Bart, picked it up. It's easy to find, but it's really fun when you see that. Dr. Lyles, what about the tremor that goes along with hyperthyroidism? How do you find that? Well, again, this is something that in part you're going to pick up if you look for, and you may see it and you may see an outstretched hand, but then again, you may be a little dubious about it. And so I always have an index card or my business card 
and you just put that on the outstretched hand and that will magnify the tremor if you do that. And it is much easier to pick that up. The final thing we'll talk about is there's another disease and fortunately we don't see a lot of it and that's Addison's disease. What's Addison's disease? That's when you lose your adrenal gland. It can be from tuberculosis. It can be from an autoimmune disease. It can be part of something called the Schmidt syndrome, where you lose your thyroid function, your ovarian function or testicular function, and your adrenal function. But when you have that, you make large amounts of ACTH to try to drive the adrenal, and it causes skin pigmentation. It's a beautiful brown color, and you will see it in folds of the hand. You'll see it in areas that get more sun exposure. Honestly, I think it would be wrong to say you're going to see thousands of these coming in RVA, but it's worth knowing and having it in your differential. Now, I want to be very clear that there are people that write monographs or at least reasonable-sized books about nail changes. I've not gone over those today. I would encourage you to think about them because nail changes can be extremely helpful to you. The color, the texture, various lines in them if in the nails that may indicate you've had a period of malnutrition or other things. Don't forget that you can throw emboli from bacterial endocarditis and find those as painful lesions in the hand. And of course, this list of physical exam findings that you can find in the hand is certainly non-exhaustive. And I would encourage the residents, if you find anything interesting, please point it out to either your chief resident or your ACR so that we can send out a physical diagnosis alert to the rest of your colleagues. There are some photos and in some cases, some videos of some of the physical exam findings that Dr. Lyles referenced that y'all can look at if you've never actually seen them before. I'll be honest and say I've never diagnosed acromegaly before. So I was excited to learn about that. What you ought to do, depending on what you decide to do when you grow up, is for your specialty, you ought to know how to use the hand exam because it first is a way to have people much more comfortable with you, all right? You can ask about what you do because I submit you should not try to care for a patient without knowing what they've done when they were employed or what their hobby is if they're retired, okay? And it allows you to establish rapport. Plus, it can be extremely helpful in giving you clues about disease. Dr. Lyles, I think that was an excellent summary statement. And, you know, there's a huge amount of evidence showing that the power of human touch can be just as therapeutic as a lot of the other medical interventions that we do for people. It's such an important thing to talk about right now and to acknowledge in the era of COVID in particular, when we make a conscious effort to keep our distance from people as often as possible, our touch can be really important and really meaningful and very critical to developing rapport with patients. The other point here, remember some people are very sensitive about being touched. And many of those people have been in prisoner of war camp or been abused. And to be touched by somebody really upsets them. You have to have that sensitivity. Laura, the, the final point, you know, honestly, medicine is not something you can walk on the ward and know how to do. It is a learned profession 
in my opinion, it's the greatest of all professions because you're a lifelong learner and you're happy to learn from anyone. And therefore, it's something you need to constantly look, share, see, and get a context from actually seeing the patient. So I think that's critically important. I agree. Thank you so much, Dr. Lyles. I've learned a ton talking with you about this and researching this subject with you, and I really appreciate your time. Laura, thanks for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to do something like this. Have a nice day. Thank you. You as well. And as always, the views and opinions expressed today are our own and not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Durham VA or the Veterans Health Administration.